This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, we are in the middle of election season, and one of the races I'm sure you are hearing, seeing, if you're like me, you're already sick of hearing and seeing about it. <laughs> We're going to talk more about it because it's really, really, really important. Could literally decide control of the United States uh, Senate 
which by default is the United States government in many capacities, is the race between Evan Bayh and Todd Young for the United States Senate seat here in Indiana. One of the groups that is getting involved in that race is Americans for Prosperity. And with us today, talk about that race, talk about what their group does, is Justin Stevens. Justin, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, absolutely. Our pleasure. All right, so tell everybody what AFP is. So AFP, we're an organization that, that fights for economic freedom, limited government. Uh, we, we really want to activate the grassroots. So we feel like we're an organization that, that mobilizes the grassroots to educate citizens on, on issues about economic freedom, limited government, lower taxes, those type of things. So you guys, uh, your structure is interesting because there's a national AFP. Sure, and then is. you guys have what they're called state chapters? Yeah, that's right. So we have our national office in Arlington. And then we have 35 or 36 state chapters. Indiana, uh, our state chapter began back in 2011. So we've been around for about five years now here in Indiana. It's an interesting group. You guys get involved a lot of times in issue ba- issue based. Absolutely. You're issue based. Absolutely. Uh, big one this year for you guys, which you did a great job with, was preventing a hike in the gasoline tax. That's right. Yeah. So we spend the first three or four months of the year, um, you know, fighting against a, a supermajority in the in the House here in Indiana. Fighting against Republicans. Yeah. They're supposed <laughs> so, to be your buddies. You right? know that. It, Bottom line is we are standing for principles. We're standing for, for policies, and we're going to continue to do that regardless of what side of the aisle people are elected on. So, Okay, uh, we are now in the middle of this big, gigantic election season, and there's everything on the ballot here in Indiana. you got the president, of course, you got governor. But one of the big races is the U.S. Senate race between Evan Bayh and Todd Young. You guys have decided to get involved with this. Tell us a little bit about That's that. That's right. So I think when you look across the landscape of the whole country – um, what happens in the next two to six years, really, uh, in, the United, in the United States government could boil down to what happens on November 8th in Indiana. It, it's pretty crazy when you consider all the other things that have happened in Indiana yeah. over the last two or three months specifically. Great for my business. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, from, from the political junkie side of me has been excited, but uh, there's a lot of hard work that comes with that as well. So when, when, you, uh, when you boil it down to what happens in Indiana could determine the policies that come out of Washington, D.C. for the next few years. We realized that this is an extremely important race. So you know, we felt like we couldn't be on the sidelines. So we put all of our efforts into uh, defeating Evan Bayh in the United States Senate race. All right. And it's you guys have a name for this thing, right? It's like called yeah. the Bub Bayh Tour uh, or something it's, like? Don't buy it. Don't buy it. So That's we're right. saying, you know, he says this in, in Indiana. He talks about look, his commercials. I mean, he's, he's a fiscal conservative and he's tough on China, right? right. Uh, so <laughs> so we're saying, you know, this is what he says he is, but don't buy it. Look at his policies. They'll tell you what he really is. Okay. So let's start here with this. What is your beef with Evan Bayh? I yeah. mean, because everybody, like you said, they see the commercials. He was a pretty popular governor. His dad was a senator. What are your key issues with Evan yeah, Bayh? There are several things. You know, we're pointing out several things as we're going door to door and we're talking to people on the phone as, as we've had a persuasion effort over the last few months. We're talking about things like No Child Left Behind. He was a key supporter, one of the architects of No Child Left Behind. Which was an education uh, all, all you educators out there, if you like No Child Left Behind, then you can support Evan Bayh. Uh, not only that, but, uh, you know, moving on throughout his career, he – he supported Obamacare, which was one of the, it's been what our organization has been about for a really long time is, is advocating against Obamacare. So 2009, Evan Bayh says, we can't afford it because, quite frankly, we're broke. Uh, but he still voted for the law, sure. even though he said it's not perfect, but we got to pass something. It reminds me of another quote <laughs> from some little short lady from San Francisco. You, you might remember this. We've got to pass it to find out what's in it. Yeah. So Evan Bayh has a similar quote uh, when it comes to his support of Obamacare. And then... You know, and now he's against it, right? I mean, he's not I, against I it. I don't really know what his position is at this point. I think he, he, 
he knows definitely that it's flawed. He hasn't come out and said that, but, but by the way that he talks about things that they need to fix, I, I don't know if he didn't read it like the rest of his colleagues uh, in, in 2009, 2010, but he didn't know that a lot of these things are in there, I guess, uh, because now he wants to fix well, them. Well, and it's interesting because then he took a, a big lobbying job with a company, a, what a plastics manufacturing company or medical device company or for a medical device company that was profoundly impacted by Obamacare. So he so he became a, well, he says he's not a lobbyist, so I, but uh, but he worked for... And the, I'm not a radio broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, you know, uh, he, he worked for an organization or a, a lobbying firm called McGuire Woods, and they lobbied on behalf of the medical device industry. And it was actually a problem that he created. Right. And then he got paid to lobby against it. I need a job so, like this. I, I need mean, this job. I so, can create so yeah. many problems. And I, I think as we're talking to people across the state, um, that that is one of the big ones. Obamacare is a huge one because we've seen how it's failed, and you know maybe it was intended to fail. I don't know, but but oh, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. The the bank bailout though. You can be honest here. We, <laughs> we're, we're good. The the bank bailout I think even hits voters harder here because here's a guy who voted for the bank bailout, retires at the beginning of January 2011. By June 25th, 2011, has a job with one of the banks that received 3.4 billion dollars in the bailout. And since then, has made almost a million dollars as a board member for that bank. He's done very well. I mean, he yeah, he's done extremely well, which I'm not against. We we are Americans yeah, for, for prosperity. For prosperity yeah. But if you're doing it on the back of taxpayers, that is wrong. Okay, again, this is Justin Stevens. He's with Americans for Prosperity. We're talking a little bit about their involvement in the U.S. Senate race here in Indiana. This is the question that I haven't uh, been able to answer or get a viable answer to. Bai has done very well since he left the Senate. He's sure. a really rich guy. He doesn't live in Indiana, and that's okay. Lived in Washington, D.C., and Florida. Sure. Why would he want to come back, go from being a millionaire to coming back to a job that pays, what, $180,000 a year? Why did he want to do this? That's a great question. I mean, I don't think we've got that answer from him. Did he you know, just we give could... up on ever being vice president? Was that his deal? It, maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would hate to even speculate there, but, I mean, obviously – it seems like he was recruited to come back to this, and, and they want they want uh, uh, to have him in the United States Senate for a reason. Okay, right? so politics a lot of times is team sport, like the Republicans, the Democrats, sure. everybody's on a side, and then you're fighting over the independents in the middle, which ultimately sure. used to decide the election. I think, and you can speak to this because you're doing doors, you're talking yep. to people. Yep. It's like all out the window this year because I think the Trumpster sort of throws everything for a loop, right? Yeah, so I was asked to give a prediction of what decides the election this time uh, the other day by a reporter. And I, I said, you know, normally I would say this, this, or this. But in 2016, I really don't know. So that's what our organization is, is focusing specifically on the United States Senate race and trying to educate people about the policies of Evan Bayh. And, you know, we have, we have made over 2 million phone calls. We've not in Indiana. Yes. Two million. Over two million phone calls. That's a lot of phone calls. We uh, we've made actually we made one hundred and seventeen thousand in the first three days of this week. Wow. And we've knocked on uh, just shy of a hundred thousand doors in Indiana. That's incredible. And what we're doing is telling people about these policies of Evan Bay and educating them about his policies. And it is it, it has worked. Yeah. It has definitely worked. Well, the polls are, are closing. Is the concern? We talked about this on the the show, and everybody knows I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the Trumpster. You know. Uh-huh. Um, yep. But uh, is one of the problems with Trump that there are so many Democrats that are going to potentially cross over and vote for him that are carrier, economic, jobs to Mexico Democrats, that they're going to see Evan Bayh's name on the ballot and go, oh, I didn't even know Evan Bayh was running, click, and, and walk on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Evan Bayh, you know, his name has been around for a long time, and that's something that he does have going for him. You know, I, I think maybe in this year, 
uh, that turns some people off. Yeah. They, they don't want to vote for him. But certainly, I mean, I, th- I think that there is an advantage there for him because because of the name ID. You know, he came into it. He came into it with basically everyone over the age of 29 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knew who he was or his father. Uh, so he, he certainly has an advantage. But I think that makes it even more fascinating that he went from 20-something points up to a dead heat. Yeah, the gap in, is closing. In, in three months. Yeah, the gap is closing. And again, our guest is Justin Stevens with Americans for Prosperity. Uh, why is the gap closing? Why has it closed so rapidly? I mean, it's basically a pick at this point. I think I know exactly why. Share with us. So 2008, 2009, 2010, Evan Bayh takes these votes. He votes for the bank bailout. He, vote, he votes for Obamacare. He, he, uh, you know, he, he proved who he was with, basically. He proved that he was a liberal senator from a conservative state, right? So early 2011 or early 2010, he decides not to run for United States Senate. So you didn't have multi-million dollar ad campaigns educating people across the state about the policies that he stood for. Is that why he now, got out? Because he just said, I don't want to deal with this in 2010, which was, the, of course, the, uh, the landslide. I think it had a lot to do with it. I think it had a lot to do with it. He didn't want to be held accountable for the votes that he had taken in those two to three years prior to the election. And so now this is the first time that Evan Bayh has been held accountable for the, those votes, specifically Obamacare. So he, he voted it. He came out and supported it. He, he has continued to support it. And uh, you know, I think this is the first time that people are really finding out exactly the policies uh, that he supports. And that's why his numbers have tanked so quickly. Now, I'll give a lot of credit to Todd Young. I met with his campaign manager the day after we were scheduled to meet anyway, that just happened to be the day after by announced uh, to talk about doing an, an interview with Todd. And they were not afraid. They were. They almost seemed excited about it. They have taken it head on, where a lot of candidates might have just put their heads under the covers and given up. Todd Young's ran a really hard race. Yeah. So I think I think when Bai got back in, he kind of thought that it was a sure thing. Yeah. You know, I think that he thought the name idea would carry him, and and the money that he had in the bank, the advantage that he had, uh, would carry him. But uh, but again, I think as people are really finding out the policies that he stood for, you know, maybe people have fond memories of him when he was governor. But the bottom line is, uh, uh, he is he is a guy who has sold out to the the mindset of centralized government. The government knows best what's or knows what's best for your life, and that they can make the decisions for you. And and uh, they're taking away the decisions of the people. Is one of the issues with Bai that he's running a. 1996 race in 2016 like I mean you know but seriously yeah. who would have held him accountable in a non-internet age I mean what did the yeah. nightly news and indie stars where people got their information from yeah sure and now there's Twitter there's you know obviously the blogs there's there's Facebook all these social media sites uh, you guys the rise of things like AFP yep. is he having trouble adapting to a 2016 campaign absolutely yes you know, so when when you're facing uh, the uh, you know organizations with the ability to get the word out so quickly and and so efficiently, it's it's not 1996. Or yeah. they, you know, it's not the 90s anymore. Uh, you you have to be able to be prepared to defend yourself. Yeah, he lied to IndyStar. Those yeah. were his guys, right? <laughs> Absolutely, they Todd Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, there is so much information floating around out there now, uh, and and people are going to find out the truth. Like I saw so somebody had a photo it? 
like recently, like he was back in DC at the airport or something, and he was eating a sandwich on his lunch, and it was like, like it was just such a striking visual of like, <laughs> dude, did somebody not grab him and go, hey, hey, man, you know the internet exists now? Yeah, no, I think it's, I, I think a lot of it truly is that he felt like it was owed to him. You know, he felt like he was a, a shoe in and, and that people were not going to hold him accountable for the policies that he stood for. And it's just not the case anymore. Is this a difficult thing for you guys, though? Because and we've had Young on the show several times sure. and uh, Young's kind of a squirrel, too, though. I mean, he voted for the budgets and he's been on sort of the pocket of McConnell on a lot of things. And is it a difficult thing for you guys? So, you know, you know, and, and we we get that question a lot. And so I'll just be honest, you know, it's it's. Um, the difference between if Evan Bay had been in the United States or had not been in the United States Senate when the vote for the Affordable Care, uh, Affordable Care Act took place would have existed. So, I mean, bottom line is, can we afford to have him there? No. So we're going to put all of our efforts behind making sure that he is not there. We have not endorsed any candidates in this race. We don't endorse candidates, but we educate people about the policies of certain people who we feel like it's dangerous, especially in this situation that we could be walking into in 2017, it would be dangerous to have Evan Bayh in the United States Senate. Is the other issue that he voted for both of Obama's Supreme Court justices? I mean, he was, and, and he was against, uh, I think, both the Bushes, right? You know, so I, I think it, I think it plays out. You know, I, I think it plays out in, in our race, making sure, like, do do we maintain free speech? You know, on on things like uh, uh, the Supreme Court vote on on the Affordable Care Act. Uh, yeah, so absolutely, I think it plays out. I think it's an important, a very, very important uh, piece of this election is can you afford not only to have his policy positions in the United States Senate, but can you afford to have him approving uh, uh, Supreme Court justices? Do you guys, by you guys, I mean AFP, do you become more valuable because you're issues-driven people at a time where pol- politics is turned upside down? I mean, it's it's you got Trump, Donald Trump yeah. as the Republican nominee for president. Yeah, and so, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of organizations out there doing what we're doing, you know? So what, there, there aren't a whole lot of people that are st- strictly standing on principle without the... Uh, the the background understanding of you're working for one party or another. Right. We are not working for one party or another. And I, yeah, you know, you guys I, went after the Republicans <laughs> in Indiana I will, just a couple months ago. You know, and, and I and I have a lot of friends uh, that that questioned me when I did that. And so, but but at the end of the day, man, I sleep well. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep well knowing that that we're we're in it for the right reason. We're standing out for policies that we believe in, regardless of which party is pushing them. The Issue-driven organizations, which I guess that'd be a good way to classify you yeah. guys, right, are fascinating to me because you are independents. You're sort of like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're like the dark knight out there. You can you can come and go as you please. Um, take us through what your organization in Indiana is like from a structure standpoint. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've expanded over the last year or two. I took over about 13 months ago. We had Chase Downham, who's still with our organization. He was the state director here, started the state chapter in 2011. But, you know, we have, uh, we have field offices, so we... What we have is a permanent infrastructure ground game that that no other organization has. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of times, like campaigns will pack up. We're not when, packing yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and our our data is. We have the best data in in, in the country, uh, better than any political party. We have we have that data, and we are continually refining and adding to that data all throughout the year. You know, on the gas tax issue, we were we were consistently for four or five months making calls about the gas tax issue and finding out what people's opinions are across the spectrum, across the state. And so we have field offices in, in Jeffersonville, Carmel, and Fort Wayne. 
and we also have a downtown indie office in our kind of our capital office but we have full-time workers in in all of those offices um you know we have we have people that are on the ground day in and day out building a community of people that are focused on the policies that we believe in we're in a lazy society now we're like we're in the we were just talking before you came in about the soundbite culture and about these man on the street polls with these comedy shows will do where they'll say something that's just obscure and people will agree with it is it tough to get people to want to be educated on issues when a lot of the country can't even name who's the vice president of the united states you know it is it is um and and we have to that the onus is on us that's very frustrating right yeah it it absolutely is sometimes you know so we we have to make sure that we're presenting it in a way and and i'm not saying that we have it all nailed down and we have it perfectly packaged at this point but we have to find out a way to communicate to people why more freedom and less government is important to them. And then not only that, but what they can do about it. And that's the thing I've always said about Trump. And I know AFP had a little beef with Trump during the primaries a little bit, but I've always thought Trump gave an opportunity to guys like you because it got a whole new group of people looking at electoral politics, a whole new group of people looking at voting Republican for the I mean, first listen, time. Listen, we want people who are engaged and uh, we want people who are paying attention. We want people who are questioning and, and uh, wondering why their government seems to be working against them. And I can tell you, that is, that is on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, but, no, absolutely. You know, from every, everything from crony capitalism to, uh, to uh, extremely high spending and na- our national debt problem, I mean, there are problems across the spectrum that we're going to be engaged in uh, for the long haul. It's fascinating for me the door-to-door operations of a, a deal like this. So you go, just take us through because an average person listening to this, sure, somebody you come to somebody's door, yeah. you, you knock on the door, you get an answer. By the way, you get a lot of answers, or is it? Is you know, it's it, statistically, it's you wouldn't look at it and think, oh wow, yeah. you know, you're getting fifty percent of everybody answering their doors. Right. You know, but but you, uh, it's well worth our time. You when get we an answer at the door. What do you say to people? Hey, out. So you specifically United States Senate race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. Somebody, you're talking so about yeah, I mean, uh, so what we, you know, first question we asked them is kind of what what is your position in the United States Senate race? Um, there was one point we were asking, you know, uh, do you, with all the cronyism in politics today, do you think it's fair when people benefit from their elected position? So we played that card and and uh, it, you know talked to them about the three issues that we that we talked about earlier. Uh, no child left behind we talked to them about about obamacare we talked to them about the bank bailout and then we asked ask them a simple question do you think you'd be better off or worse off with with evan by in the united states senate and we want to have the conversation that's what what we found a, a, especially towards the end of this race was as we go to the doors as we talk to people on the phones they have no idea what to believe when it comes to a TV ad. Yeah. They have absolutely no idea. They, That's they really just, interesting. Yeah, you know, they have no idea what to believe because they're dueling ads. But when you actually have someone who's taking the time out of their day to right. meet you at your door or on the phone yeah. and have a back and forth conversation about the issues, it's a lot more effective, we believe. We, don't, we haven't put any money in TV. That's, we that, haven't put any money in TV. Yeah. You know, uh, we feel like we, we are highly targeted the people that we want to convince. We yeah. know who those people are. Yeah, you know where you're going. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, and we, we want to use our resources effectively. We feel like we're, we're an organization that does that very well. Because you're not wasting your time on a guy like me. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm sure I show up in your, your, uh, your list very solid. Really rank. weird when my wife got some of our mailers. <laughs> I started thinking, you know, I was like, honey, what, you know, is there something that you need to tell me? Yeah. Right. But, uh, but, 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 but yeah. it's not you, just you guys. It's these people who are in this business. You have a very 
select group of people that you know are going to decide this election, and that's who you're trying that's right. to reach. That's right. That's right. Uh, is one of the other challenges been for, for you guys, and again, our guest is Justin Stevens with uh, Americans for Prosperity, has one of the other challenges for you guys been that so many people early vote now that you have to expedite your message? Well, here we go. I mean, this guy got in the race late, right? Last minute. He narrowed the amount of time that, that people could be educated about his policies. Yep. I think it was purpose. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because and he's, so, got, he's got ten, nine million bucks or whatever he starts with, so he doesn't need time to fundraise. Yeah, so we had 10 to 12 weeks where, where we could educate people. And, um, and, and so we, we used those 10 to 12 weeks, and, and we, we pushed our persuasion message as much as we possibly could. And now, now it's about turning out the people who we trust are not going to vote for Evan Biden. Where's it at right now? Give us an honest assessment of where this race is at, because I can't call it, and I usually think I'm pretty good about this stuff. Um, honest assessment. What seemed impossible three months ago, which was taking down a giant like Evan Bayh, is very, very possible. Yeah. So I, I, I won't go into any more details than that. But you, it's you very, guys very, are doing polling, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what's going <laughs> you know, on there. We, we have a pretty good idea where we're at, and we're continuing to invest money and resources into this race. See, you're a total pro. You didn't give me the answer you know, I, I was looking for. And I've only been around politics for like four years, so I've gotten really good at this <laughs> so quickly. Uh, do, you, do you enjoy this? I love it. Really? I love it. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's stressful, and there's no doubt about it. You know, I got, it, I mean, to be honest with you, my wife has a more stressful job. She has four little, we have four little kids at oh, home, yeah. six and under. So you're getting all and, these. Uh, just and so, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting politics. here doing a radio interview, and yeah. she's probably like wiping up a mess right now. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I love it. Uh, it's fun. I feel like I'm making a difference, and I feel like we're engaging people in, in the issues. And I want to continue to do what that. What did you do before this? So I, I have worked in government. For I worked for uh, Senator Coates okay. uh, for a little while as his Southeast Regional Director for a little while before this. Um, and then, honestly, I have a degree in counseling, man. Uh, so, so, you, so you're trying to counsel people. <laughs> to not so it's it's all it is all about uh, convincing people that the way they were going, man, that's that's just wrong. So we're turning them around. Uh, so yeah, you know, it, my background, I did not start out in politics from day one, and uh, you know, I have a, a everybody who's experience. done what you do has a great get off my lawn story. I know you got to have one of those, right? I mean, you've gone to a house where somebody oh, was like no hardcore for buy. There, there's no doubt about it. So I actually I ran for state rep in 2012. Okay. And uh, I I walked up to a house. This guy had eight posters, like eight and a half by eleven printoffs posters for Obama. Uh, <laughs> this is 2012, you know, his reelection campaign. And I'm like, he's on my list for some reason. Yeah, I'm gonna knock on his door anyways. And so I did. And uh, I thought, well, I can have a conversation with this guy. I can have a conversation with anybody. Sure. I don't care which side of your aisle you're on. And uh, it didn't end up too, you know, <laughs> too good for me. So uh, no, it. But you know what? That's the thing. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to have a conversation with anybody, because I think that we should be able to have conversations in this country uh, without demonizing right, each sure. other, without you know calling each other names. It's it's not necessary. We can have those conversations, and frankly. Most of my family. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to convince them not to vote for Evan Bayh. So, uh, so we're getting there. I, I think we've made some progress. I've got Hayride on Saturday night this weekend, so I'm going to try to make my final push there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we have to be able to have those conversations. Okay, so we've got, uh, man, we're just a week, and a week and a half, I guess, or so away from Election yep. Day. What do you guys do for the final 10, 12 days of this thing? Yeah, so it's all about, it, it's all about we have spent it, it, so it'll much. Be, it'll be, what, eight days by the time this airs? Yeah, so we've spent so much time over the last two years identifying people who agree with us on the policies that are important to us. 
And we are going to uh, focus, you know, like I said, the last three days we've made uh, 117,000 calls into Indiana. We are going to focus on turning out the people who agree with us on those policy positions and making sure that they go vote. Is one of the hard things for you, uh, and we're actually going to have her on the show tomorrow, uh, there's a third person in the race, uh, Libertarian Lucy, Lucy Brinton, who has polled very well consistently sure. in multiple polls. Is one of the problems for you guys, because you don't endorse candidates, let's face it, Lucy Brinton's not winning this race. She's doing very well sure. by Libertarian standards. She's not winning. Todd Young's the only option to win. And she did very well in the debate the other night. Is one of the problems that you guys are up against is, Somebody could be could hate Evan Bay and they still go vote for Lucy Brinton, and that doesn't really help keep Evan Bay out of the Senate necessarily. You know, and that has to be their own personal decision. Well, they they they're gonna have to weigh that out. I will say, Lucy is a a, a fine lady. Uh, she's she, interesting. She has ten children, yes, so I admire her for that. Uh, so uh, you know, I at the end of the day, that's that's their own. We're, again, we're not endorsing candidates. We're educating people about Evan Bay. Those people are gonna have to make that decision, weigh out you know, the pros and cons of that. And, and, uh, and I'll make my own decision when I go to the ballot box on November 8th as well. Yeah. And we're going to have her on tomorrow. And I think that's going to be an interesting interview because, uh, she, she, she calls it as she sees it. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, okay. Uh, if people want to know more about AFP because you guys do a lot more than just races, your advocacy, you do public policy. You sure. guys were very important to Hoosiers not getting their gas tax raised. Right. This last, last legislative session. How can they do that? Well, we'll be facing that again, by the way. Yeah, so, it's not, uh, and, it's not well, going, and that floors me. It totally floors me that the Republican led legislature in the state of Indiana is obsessed with raising gasoline tax. So we'll, we'll need your help guys. Uh, uh, all the, all the people me. out there listening. Uh, so yeah, AFP.org and then, and make sure you click on the Indiana page should take you automatically there but sign up for a newsletter you know we have we have tens of thousands of people that get our newsletter every week across the state so we'd love for you to join us in that and uh, just keep up to date we'll have an ongoing live scorecard um, starting in the legislative session as we we let uh, legislators know what our key votes are you know so what are the things that are important to us economic freedom limited government less regulation here in Indiana and uh, we'll make sure that we're educating people across the state on those issues too uh, and then you know over the next week week or so here hey Tell everybody that you can about the policies of Evan Bay. Get involved at a local field office in Jeffersonville, Carmel, Fort Wayne, any of those offices. Uh, uh, get involved, make some calls, and, and try to get out the vote. It's uh, You guys have done a lot of good work for public policy for a very long time, and I like you guys because you pick on both sides. You're yep. equal. You're equal offenders. I like that. Yep. I am too. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. You can get the show downloaded right to your smartphone or tablet. You can also listen online anytime at wyrz.org. And uh, as always, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9.
Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.